Only in America? Hardly. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Term Limits Movement for the week of December 31st, 2018. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. Term limits are a global phenomenon. Wherever you find clashes over competitive elections, representation, and rotation in office, you'll find citizens calling for term limits and politicians trying to squash them. Let's review some of our planet's term limits hotspots with the U.S. Term Limits Executive Director, Nick Tombalides. Hey, Nick. Bill, happy holidays. Yeah, do you too. Well, let's start with uh, Cuba, where there's something interesting afoot. Um, there are changes being proposed to the constitution of the island dictatorship called for by no other than Raul Castro that would put a age limit on the leadership of that country and also put a uh, term limit of two five-year terms on the leadership. Let's hear in Raul's words. Today, we face the consequences of not having a backbench of adequately prepared replacements who have enough experience and maturity to take on the new and complex duties of managing the party, state and government. We have reached the conclusion that it is in our interest to limit to a maximum of two consecutive five-year terms service in top state and political roles. Uh, this is fascinating. They're not giving up power over the country, of course. They're not going to have real elections. They're not going to all of a sudden turn into a representative democracy. But they've identified something valuable in term limits internally within their political system that Raul is very adamant about and which the new head of state that replaced Raul, the 58-year-old uh, Miguel Diaz-Canel, is also uh, favoring. Yes, and unfortunately, this term limit will not apply to the current leadership, but it is a step in the right direction. Cuba had Fidel Castro in office for 50 years. He was a very repressive leader. Uh, They're hoping to not repeat that again. They're hoping that their future presidents do not resemble the seemingly endless Castro regime. They want to get some, some younger leaders in there, fresh ideas and perspectives. Uh, so Cuba is moving in the right direction. Um, it's not going to be a panacea, but it will definitely help ensure better leadership at the top. There's younger politicians chomping at the bit to have influence and have some kind of position of power. And that in a dictatorship, of course, is very dangerous um, because they might decide to seize power uh, through force um, if there was not some mechanism for rotation, some mechanism that the younger junior members had some chance of holding the power that they seek. Yeah, the, the Castros are, are well aware of that because that's how they came to power uh, in the 1950s. So, sure. it, you know, it, it, is a, it is an encouraging step in the right direction. And lest you think that the younger members can only rise up and demand term limits in a place like Cuba, I mean, we're also seeing this in the U.S. Congress. This is sort of similar to what's happening in the Democratic caucus right now internally in the U.S. Congress. They have realized right. that the status quo of octogenarian leadership, the same faces from the last 30 years, is unacceptable. The younger members of the caucus are demanding fresh ideas and perspectives. And so Nancy Pelosi, 
like Raul Castro, doesn't like term limits, but she has been forced to offer it as part of a deal to avoid getting herself thrown out. Right. You know, it, it, there's a big difference between yeah, inconsequences here. Pelosi could get thrown out as speaker. Castro could face a military coup. I mean, those are there's a, a huge difference between you know the severity of those consequences. <laughs> degree. But in essence, you're right. It's definitely analogous, and and the and the the um, what's motivating the junior members is exactly the same. It's jockeying for power within an undemocratic situation. Now, what they really need in Cuba is real elections and um, term limits on on all those positions, not just the leadership positions. And of course, that's what we need in the United States also. Right. Uh, another interesting hot spot for tournaments around the world is in Bolivia, where the democratically elected leader, Evo Morales, um, he's planning on running for a fourth term. Now, Bolivia's constitution doesn't permit this, right? And Morales, like other leaders, including Chavez in Venezuela, tried to have a referendum to change the constitution to allow him to run again. And the voters, even with Morales' thumb on the scales, voted that referendum down. And so the term limits are still in place. And so um, how can President Morales run again? Well, he's turning to the courts. And the courts are now are thrown out the country's term limits, allowing him to run again. Well, uh, same old song and dance. Politicians use friendly rhetoric to say how much they love the voters. Um, but the minute the voters cross them and decide to support some reform like term limits that would throw them out of office, all of these elected leaders change their tune. And uh, I think it's a cautionary tale. All of these are cautionary tales that politicians should not be deciding their own term limits, ever. They have a conflict of interest. What's good for the people might not always be what's good for them and their own self-interest and their desire to accumulate power. So it's good that we, we need to establish that these leaders should be recusing themselves from any discussions of term limits and leaving that decision solely in the hands of the people. Uh, you know, just as you would not let Colonel Sanders run PETA, you should not let foreign <laughs> leaders right. determine what happens right. with their own term limits. We don't want you forever. Stacy here. I want to cover the top three most frequently asked questions we get at U.S. term limits. Number one, can't we just put term limits for Congress on a national ballot? The short answer is no. Many of you ask us why not put term limits to a national vote of the people? The United States of America is a representative democracy. The citizens of our country do not directly create the laws. That's why we love a citizen legislature created by term limits. The laws are the responsibility of our elected representatives in Congress. All of our national laws are written by lawmakers in D.C. The fact of the matter is, there's no such thing as a national referendum. For anything. The Electoral College elects the president, and the states elect their own senators. Districts elect their own House representatives. The only time people affect the laws is if their states or municipalities allow ballot initiatives. But there is no such animal at the national level. The closest thing we have is the ability to influence our state representatives to push for an amendment to the Constitution on our behalf. Only the states may both propose and ratify amendments. Congress doesn't have the authority to do both. That power is held solely by the states. In December, the New York Compensation Commission approved a $50,000 pay increase for members of the New York State Legislature, as well as pay increases for the governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, and other politicians. Under the recommendations, which may or may not even require a legislative vote, 
the governor would be paid $250,000 by 2022, up from the current $178,000. Lawmakers would also receive a phased-in hike from $79,500 a year to $130,000 by 2021. Once fully phased in, the legislature and governor will be the highest paid in any state in the country. This isn't because they're doing such a good job. In fact, the American Legislative Exchange Council in 2018 ranked New York as dead last amongst the states for its economic outlook. The Mercatus Senator's rankings of the state's fiscal conditions put New York at number 41. New York ranks number one, however, at losing residents to other states, according to the Empire Center, a New York-based think tank. Maybe the problem isn't that legislators aren't paid enough. In June at the Capitol, a dozen New York state senators led by Senator Joseph Griffo held a press conference calling for a different solution, term limits. We're all here today because as we close the legislative session, we hear a lot of people that talk about the need to make changes here. You hear a lot of conversation relative to campaign finance reform, to ethics reform. But in our opinion, if we're going to truly make dramatic and substantial changes and reforms in government, then the best way to do that is through the uh, presentation of term limits on the legislature and statewide officials. Most recently, uh, you've seen the governor now begin to embrace this and talk about the need to allow the people of the state of New York to have a say on this through a constitutional amendment. You've seen the Republican candidate for governor, uh, former Assemblyman County Executive Molinaro, also say that he will limit himself to two terms and propose uh, legislation to put term limits on if he were successful too in his uh, quest for the governorship. So I think you're seeing now from candidates from both sides of the aisle, from members in the legislature from both sides of the aisle, that if we're sincere and truly committed to, as again, I'm going to emphasize dramatic and substantive change, then this is the way to do it. So with that, I'm going to open it up to some of my colleagues to let them speak, uh, to express their perspective. Uh, we'll start with uh, Senator uh, Funky, and we'll just keep going back and forth, okay? okay. Thank you, uh, Senator Griffo. You know, our founding fathers never had the notion that somebody would make a career out of politics. They were farmers and businessmen who cared about their community and cared about their country, and they offered their public service, and they went back to their jobs. I don't minimize the value of experience. I can tell you that I'm a whole lot smarter now about what's right and what's wrong in Albany than I was four years ago. But it should not be a career. If we had term limits in place, power would also be limited. People would be more likely, I think, to run and simply to serve. And hopefully more people would be engaged in the process, bringing more talent to the table, people who have experienced real-life problems and can offer pragmatic solutions. Again, I have great respect for those who've dedicated their lives to public service and who have done great things for the people of the state of New York, and I work with many of them. We have checks and balances in government for a reason. Term limits, to me, would provide one more check and one more way to balance the interests of people against the powerful. So let's get it done. Well, I'd like to thank uh, Senator Griffo uh, for having this press conference. There's a lot of folks who talk about term limits but uh, are never willing to really put their name to it and put their uh, money where their mouth is. Uh, and I also want to echo that with my other colleagues who are behind me. Uh, this is a topic that I think is, is most prescient here in Albany at this time. When we're talking about every session, we talk about corruption, we talk about, you know, reform, we talk about electoral reform. And, and the goal, I think, is always the same, I hope, uh, which is to try to make government more accountable and work better for the people that it works for, which is the people of the state of New York. 
And at the end of the day, a lot of the things that are proposed, in my view, uh, some of them might be beneficial, some of them I think uh, might not be, but a lot of them are sort of nibbling at the edges. Term limits really gets right to the heart of it. When you look at the public polling on this, it is overwhelming. I've seen polls over 80%, over 90% that support term limits. The idea that we wouldn't allow them, wouldn't bring this forward, knowing that those are the numbers, really is inexcusable uh, as public officials. These are the people we work for, whether you're Democrat, whether you're Republican, whether you're independent, the reality is almost all sides support some form of term limits. And I think it's important that we're having this conversation. We need to push for it. Now is the time. Uh, we have a, a governor's race. We have all the legislators are up for election this year. This is the time to advance this legislation here in Albany. I think it would send a loud, clear message, not only to the people in New York, but the people around the country, uh, that we're serious about reforming uh, our state capital and our state for the better. Thank you. Let's look at the little country of Togo in, in Western Africa. <laughs> here we've had the same family running this, running this country since the late 60s. And uh, there's been a, a move afoot for term limits. I mean, we have people protesting in the streets calling for term limits, but we're not seeing that happen. What's going on there, Nick? Well, I think Togo would be the Togolese Republic, to be more precise. Would be funny if it weren't so sad. Uh, the leader is this guy, Foray, I, I can't even pronounce his last name, Nasingbe, I, I believe it's like yeah. G-N-A something. Yeah, yeah if, if you looked up brutal dictator in the dictionary, there would be a picture of this dude. He has been in office for, well, I would say in power for 13 years. Before that, his dad ran Togo for 38 years, took power in a military coup. Togo is a very small country. Um, it got independence in 1960, and it's only had four presidents since it got independence. That's the remarkable thing. Two of its four presidents were this father-son duo, and they have ruled since 1967. So that's 51 years. There are people in Togo who say, I'm 40 years old. I've never experienced any government other than these guys, this father and this son. Right. So he's a poster right. child for crazy dictators. You know, there was an article in The Economist on him that said, literally, his trick has been to kill opponents. <laughs> that's, that's how he keeps power. Yeah. Tens of thousands of people sure. are protesting for term limits. He has killed or wounded many of them. He's denying it. Mm -hmm. but, but it's interesting. The tactic that he has used to try to placate the voters the citizens, is one that we've seen before. Uh, in response to demands for term limits, Nassing Bay proposed a flimsy term limit, a long-term oh, limit that right. would not apply to his own job, would not apply to himself, would only apply to future leaders. Where have we mm -hmm. heard that before, Phil? Arlington, oh, a million Texas. Times. Arlington, Texas, right. <laughs> this, just this Absolutely. year. Absolutely, that's one of the most recent year, uh, cases we've been reporting on in this podcast. The city council of Arlington, Texas, tried to mollify the angry term limits activists. Uh, one of them was Zach Maxwell, who we interviewed on here, with a phony term limit that would not have applied retroactively. So uh, this is what I find funny. A first world American city and a third world African nation are using the same tactic to oppose term limits. Very telling, and right. it, it tells me that the lust for power is the same no matter where you go in the world. Anywhere there's people in power and they're trying to preserve it, they're going to game the system to put up roadblocks for challengers and to, to fight reforms like tournaments that empower the people. We don't want you forever. Number two, how do you expect Congress to pass term limits on itself? Well, 
It's not the duty of Congress to control itself. It's the duty of the states. That is why the states have the power to amend the Constitution. And how do the states do that? By passing a resolution through the legislature declaring their desire to have a National Amendment Proposal Convention. That's the mission of U.S. Term Limits. Every legislative session, we work with state directors and grassroots activists to pass a Term Limits Convention resolution through many of the states. We believe in the state's obligation to amend the Constitution and seek to exercise that constitutional power to control Congress. And who has influence over your state lawmakers? That's right. If you want term limits on Congress, you, as a constituent, need to tell your state representatives that you want them to support a term limits amendment to the Constitution. So I want to play a little game with this, if you don't mind. Sure. Because we've, we've now, you know, demonstrated that there are great similarities between the way domestic and foreign politicians handle term limits. So I, I want to play a game. I, I don't have a name for this game yet. I was thinking about calling it, Are You Smarter Than a Politician? Or the $22 trillion question. <laughs> uh, of course, that's our, our national <laughs> yeah. debt. But I think right. I'm, I'm going to settle on the much lamer, Who Said It? And here's the way the game okay. works. I will read you a quote about term limits, and you have to guess who said it. But here's the catch. There are only two possible answers. Each of these quotes comes from either a politician in America, which is called the world's finest democracy, or from a foreign dictatorship. Because (laughs) when it comes to opposing term limits, it is very difficult to tell American politicians and and these third world maniacs apart. They both get really triggered. Okay. So are you ready to play this game? I'm ready. Quote number one. We need to give politicians an extra term because a complex political situation makes it important to have continuity. Who said it? An American politician or a foreign dictatorship? (laughs) Yeah, I've heard this one before. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say a foreign dictator. Let's give our country the benefit of the doubt here. Drum roll, please. That is correct. It was Vashlav Vladin, an aide for Vladimir Putin, trying to justify uh, President Putin's new power grab. Great job, Phil. You're one you for go. one. All right. Okay. God bless America. Number two, quote, we need to give politicians an extra term because we need continuity. So it's, al- it's, <laughs> it's, it's almost identical to the Wait first one. Isn't that the same quote? <laughs> uh, well, well, listen, it's almost identical to the first one, which came from the Putin regime. Yeah. Who said it? Was it an American politician or a foreign dictatorship trying to justify uh, more power by saying we need continuity? Well, I was right last time, so I'll try it again. I'm going to say it's another uh, foreign dictator. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not right. It was actually Mike Spano, the mayor of Yonkers, New York, who just extended his own term limit from two consecutive terms to three, which is the exact same move Vladimir Putin is attempting. It's all right. Maybe you can go home with a so, consolation prize. You're not going to win the car, but you still get to spin the wheel, Phil. Oh, okay. Let's, get, get, let's keep going. Okay. Quote number three, term limits are unfair to the community. Was that an American politician or a foreign dictatorship? Um, just to mix things up, I'm going to say that's an um, uh, American politician. You are correct. That oh, w- look at that. That was Chris Smith, a former state senator from Florida, commenting in March about why he doesn't support term limits for school board members. Somehow, even though term limits are the most popular issue among the community with 80, over 80% support, 
he doesn't believe that's fair to the community. Um, I, I don't know how he I manages see. to explain that. And this is your okay. final question. You are two for three. You're doing a great job. You might actually walk, go home with a prize. Term limits are unfair to the people. Who said it? Um, are unfair to the people? Gosh, that's so typical. Um, let's say it's uh, another American politician. No. No, it was not. <laughs> that was a spokesman for Abdel Fattah Sisi, the Egyptian strongman who was just reelected with 97% of the vote who is always looking out for the people i guess yes always <laughs> looking out for the people by trying to overrule them and seize as much control as possible so you were two for four not bad okay but the fact that it was so difficult to guess i think is an indictment of the way politicians in this country approach term limits right yep in fact they're so much the same that i'm purely guessing and ended up with 50 percent correct The third most popular question we get at U.S. term limits is, what can I do as a regular citizen to help get term limits on Congress? Here is a list of some of the things you can do right away. Number one, sign the term limits petition at termlimits.com petition. Number two, get your state lawmaker to sign the pledge at termlimits.com pledge. Ask your state legislator to sponsor our model legislation, and you can find that on our website at termlimits.com. You can also get your U.S. legislator to sign the pledge, also at termlimits.com pledge. Answer our calls to action. Our calls to action will ask you to email and call your legislator, attend a local term limits event, form a term limits group in your own town, get your association to publicly support our term limits resolution, or write a letter to the editor on the importance of term limits that gets published in your local paper. Some other things you can do are volunteer for term limits at termlimits.com slash volunteer. Keep up to date by subscribing to our podcast, No Uncertain Terms, at termlimits.com slash podcast. Donate to our effort at termlimits.com slash donate. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and review our website blog. Sign up to be on our mailing list and keep up to date at termlimits.com. Last but not least, get ready to celebrate National Term Limits Day with us on February 27th. Hope that gives you a good place to start. If you'd like more information, feel free to contact me at termlimits.com. Well, that's it for our final podcast of 2018. Special thanks to our songwriters, Jim and Kai Guzior with their We Don't Want You Forever, and the mysterious Reverend Rictus Scale with his Limit Their Terms. Both songs can be found on YouTube. Be part of the Term Limits team. Subscribe to No Uncertain Terms. You can do this by using the podcast app on your iPhone, or use Stitcher or Google Play on your Android device. Or subscribe at iTunes and please rate and review us while you're there. The Term Limits Convention bills are being introduced in the States starting next month. Stay tuned to this podcast for the unfolding story. Happy New Year. With big pack oligarchy money, united they stand. Listen, people, though it may seem This podcast is made possible by the support of you, the American people, and your voluntary financial contributions, which can be made through our website at termlimits.com. Thank you. Well,
limit their term. Stop that nepotistic world. Yes, vote apathetic conjunction. Stop electile distinction.